All right. And with that, we welcome you guys once again to the return episode number two of Sticks and Kicks. We are back here once again. It is I, your host, Danny Orona of the original cast. Of course, to my left is Lucio. Back and ready to go, boys, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. You know, where I'm just here, ready, spitting out my usual nonsense while drinking beer. You know, that's the kind of energy we need. And of course, on the phone line, we have our very own Kenny Mitchell. He may have left us in Arizona, but he has not left our hearts or this podcast. Mr. Kenny Mitchell, how are you doing today? I'm great, man. I'm fully torched right now. That that intro music was amazing. It got me got me feeling some Arizona, even though it's like uh, are you feeling some type of way? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's colder than a witch's titty out here. Um, That's what happened. You you left. We doubled our budget. We got a theme song. Yeah, dude. uh, (laughs) We didn't have to pay your huge salary anymore. Yeah, my salary of free beer. Um, Appreciate that. Yeah, I can Uh, I can now just buy a six pack. I don't have to buy a twelve pack anymore. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. bullshit. I know Daniel will drink a six pack in the first hour. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're, we're this is not gonna yeah. be enough. For this stuff. It's not gonna be enough, but he's gonna have to deal with it because that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, we we talked about off air. We talked about not not a uh, a rebrand, but we want to make sure that people know six and kicks is is our pride and joy. But uh, we're gonna be talking about other shit here, so you might hear us refer to this show as Six and Kicks and other shit. So there you go. Uh, it's uh, it, you know, we we uh, we have to constantly expand and grow, and I don't want to I don't want to have to create our OnlyFans to keep this shit going. So um, <laughs> they, they don't want to see you though, Ken. You'd have to hey, bring man. in all the dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't exactly. a no, right? Like you, you're still considered. That wasn't a no. <laughs> no, yeah, it, it, it was like our last episode. I was like, man, I had a feeling that we're gonna have to go on a hiatus here. So I was like, man, I gotta get creative. So um, I bought this Arizona Coyotes and Phoenix Rising colored body paint, and I was gonna paint my <laughs> shaft. Uh, it's gonna be great, man. So uh, tape it up like a hockey yeah. stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, you this know. is a for but, good hey, accuracy. So right here. I didn't have to resort to that. Huh? It's for good accuracy right here. <laughs> this tape job. <laughs> hey, uh, Kenny, I know you're strapped for time here, but uh, before we get into coyotes here, I want to I want to ask you how has your transition been to Colorado? Oh man, I appreciate that. Um, that's amazing. Um, transparently speaking, it's. Uh, it's been an eye-opening experience, obviously. Like um, the other day, I was on my lunch break at work, and um, I started seeing that the snow was piling up. So I was like, "Oh, I'm going to go out and be a true Coloradan, right? I'm going to go out there and shovel snow." Is that what they call? Them? You know, on my, I'm, on my lunch break, you know, and about three inches of snow, and I'm like sitting there, and I did one one thing, you know, I mean, like when I when I say one thing, I mean like I did one push of the shovel, so I got one portion of our deck cleared off and I was like oh my god <laughs> like, I, I, my, my heart fell on my asshole I was like damn bro like so. you, you know what's funny about that you don't have to shovel sunshine exactly I <laughs> bought a shovel it's just there in the closet never just, used yeah. it it's in the closet hey, just hey, I've, I've always got mad I, I've got mad love for Arizona you guys know that but I'll tell you one thing man the the ability to go outside and there's like a pond and a river and, and mountains in your backyard. 
you guys got to come out and experience it because so uh, just move to Flagstaff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but definitely, we look I, forward to that. You know, one of these days we're gonna go up there, record a record a show over there in uh, in a live Kenny's show. Turf. Live show. There you go. I'm going All in right. April. Yeah. I think I think that would be great. A live show and with a video and just like our our fans challenging us to do stupid shit randomly. Uh, you know, chug a beer and then go fucking put your dick in the ice. So yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm super down for that. You know, I'm, what I, I am I am disappointed that last year we didn't do the whole basketball beer craze. You know, where they bounce a beer on a basketball, you got to catch it and chug it. I don't That's know if you guys true. seen that. We didn't do it. Well, you know, you, well, you know, it's funny though. It's like uh, we, we'll talk basketball, but all three of us are horseshit at at basketball, so oh, yeah. we probably would have pulled the groin. <laughs> You're talking about I play good. Speaking beat. of which, <laughs> speaking of which, like, isn't it? Is it kind of weird? I, I mean, I'm not a huge, huge Suns fan. I am a fan of all Arizona sports. I'm not a huge Suns fan, but oh my God, having CP3 on the roster, I mean, losing Kelly Oubre, like I know that got, that, that's got to hurt, but um, especially that he went to Golden State, but holy shit, it's kind of weird to have CP3 on the roster. It's like It feels like when the Coyotes acquired Taylor Hall. Exactly. Yeah, in in a way, because Taylor Hall still has his whole future ahead of him, <laughs> at least half I, his career. I I know, and that's the one thing that I always consider, though. But with basketball, I feel like you can be a great player until your forties. And he, if you look at his stats, I mean, they're pretty consistent. I mean, they definitely hiked, or I'm sorry, spiked when he was in his late twenties, early thirties. But I mean, what is he, thirty four right 30, now? He's thirty five years old. Which t- turned off a lot of people, including myself. Uh, I, I, I'd just like to, hey, what's up, Kane? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody is just going to have to deal with my son running around naked, yeah. covering mac and cheese. But <laughs> so, so I mean, I I love that he's that he's here in the valley. It's just what we gave up. Yeah, was Kelly a lot. Was tough. Him and Rubio, a couple of draft picks, I think, uh, top protected, and uh, a couple yeah. of. Um, Lesser players also. Uh, we did. We, we got. Oh, go we got. We got. Uh, we got Paul. And then, apart from that, what well, we're still gonna have to pay him over these two years, like close to like forty million a year. So that takes up so much cap space. It's so. It's like a huge, huge contract. I I, I did kind of loosen up because I, I hated the trade when I saw it. I hated it. I didn't want him here for that reason. Not because he's not a good player. I know he's great. Future Hall of Fame player. He's gonna change. The, the way the Suns approach basketball games. It's just the price tag on him and yeah. and his age. But then I started looking a little bit. When we got Nash, when Nash led the Suns to the Western Conference Finals, had that dominant team the last time the Suns had a good team, he was 36. So, I mean, yeah, we, we, we got a player. Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing that I think about is, like, again – I'm not talking shit about basketball, but I feel like basketball, like the athletes can 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 stay around and be relevant um, for a lot longer than you know football players or hockey players, just because of the physical exertion, exertion that they have to um, put out there. Um, yeah. I, I mean, basketball, I mean, you just have to have good stamina and you have to be in good shape and uh, the rest of it stays with you. So I like, I, <clears throat> I know that everybody's upset about Kelly Oubre, but, um, 
kill him. I feel like he was a budding star and he could turn into like a legit star. Um, but I don't see it happening on Golden State. I definitely don't see it happening on Golden State. I think that he's going to have to get out of there um, pretty quickly. Um, but I don't know if I could be wrong. He could be like one of their core pieces moving forward. But he, you know what's weird? He's a beautiful son of a bitch. Have you ever seen him? Like, <laughs> Damn, I was like sitting there, I was like, I don't want to show my wife this trade because I was like, damn, she might be like, there, yeah. But, uh, no, and, but kind of transitioning from that, um, everybody hated on the Suns draft pick too. I, I like Sticks. I think he, I think he's a, I think he's a solid player, man. He's no LaMelo. Yeah. No LaMelo ball. Someone, 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 warned about drafting bigs from Maryland because the Suns have done that before. But I uh, I don't know. I think I think he looks he looks like a player, man. And I I, I Jones is some I mean Jones built well helped build the, the Heat championship, right? I don't know about that. I, yeah, I think I think he was like he he helped the Heat um you know acquire the big three that led them to their championships. But Okay. I mean, I feel like he's a smart guy. Well, so. well, we'll see. We'll see what he does. Well, yeah, because he's 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 building something great right here, and he's he's done a fantastic job. And if it all pans out this year, you know what? Let him give him full acts, do whatever the fuck he wants, because he is he has yeah. proven in the past that he can acquire good pieces. Now he's just on a tear, like building an entirely new team. Yeah, I, I personally can't good. wait to see him on the court. Um, see this brand new Suns team on the court here. Now, uh, before we get off this Kelly Oubre thing, um, I did see, I don't know if you saw uh, his first interview in yeah, Golden State. Yeah, so much shit. When he, when he, okay, th- well, that's the thing, is that a lot of people are saying that he's bashing on the Suns, he's bashing on his former team, he's, like he's throwing so much hate around, and you know what, he's, I don't think he is. He he's is bashing on one person, and that's yeah, Robert yo. Sarver. Oh no no no! Uh, yeah, Robert Sarver. Yeah, like he, he yeah, said because about- Robert Robert Sarver, uh, and this goes back to before the bubble when he was still recovering from uh, from his knee uh, from his knee surgery, and this was a, a lot of there was a lot of pressure on him to actually play in the bubble. Which, if he was cleared, yeah. which he he allegedly was cleared. He chose not to play. He didn't feel 100% that he could that he could go, so he just didn't. Robert Sarver had said on um, Arizona Sports Radio that he expects Kelly to play. Like, he's 100%. He's going to play. And I guess that made him look bad. So that's that's the shot, I think, that Kelly was trying to stay. Like, he's just worried about how he looks in the media. Yeah. Because he, well, he made him look bad right there. Yeah, and I, and I, and I kind of agree with that. I mean, I... Everybody knows that Sarver is not. Ah, how do I put this? He's lightly? the worst owner in the NBA. We can just yeah, put it like definitely. that. Definitely. Um, <laughs> even the <laughs> one thing that kind of roots back to our original roots is like he kind of poo pooed a deal that would have gotten the Coyotes and the Suns a shared arena. Um, yeah. That would have yeah that would have kept you know both teams financially stable. Both teams got an upgrade. Um, so I have a hatred towards Sarver for that, but yeah, he's, he's clearly not, he, he seems to be the kind of person that's like, I'm going to save face for myself, not my organization. And, uh, it, it probably rubs a lot of people the wrong way. And that's why I worry about book. But I think what happened, uh, with CP three, bringing in CP three might, might 
excite book. You know what I mean? Like he is 35, but um, oh yeah, book but Booker was all for him. Perennial All Star. Yeah, yeah. Booker was super excited. He wanted him here. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, that's that's what you have to do. I mean, you have to you have to make your star players comfortable and keep them happy. We did that with Oliver Ekman Larson, um, you know, on the Coyotes, and uh, we is, missed is, is out on a lot player? of shit. <laughs> yeah, well, well, he's, well that's the thing. He's, like, our, if, he's our like uh, what would I say? Our bait, like our son, you know. So he's been here yeah. long enough to where he's well, well, transformed into like a part of our team. That's a, a yeah. anchor, but at the same time, he's a fading, fading star. Like it's it's starting to like become into, you know, a supernova. Well, if you guys want to kind of transition it, then I mean, smoothly to the Coyotes, we have a lot to catch up on. Yeah, we no. Well, the the, uh, la- the last thing I want to say before we do is that because uh, I actually got in a couple of Facebook fights over the <laughs> over the, our hiatus here about about this about this issue about Kelly Oubre supposedly talking shit, and I like. Went on and told a couple people like, "Where's the lie? You know, where where's the lie that he is saying that he's gonna play for an owner that cares for the organization and not right. just for himself?" And you know, I had a couple of people like like uh, reaching back to me. It was this whole big back and forth in a couple of groups. But bottom line is is this: Robert Sarver is has been always will be one of the worst owners in the NBA. Having one good eight game run in Florida does not change that. Acquiring an all-star caliber player does not change that, and uh, because the whole the arena things that that fell through, the him threatening to take the team to Seattle if he didn't get his yeah. way with uh, with the Phoenix City Council, that's still Bullshit. a thing. Then like all, all these things that just make him he's a horrible owner. owner. Yeah, he's the owner. He like makes him a horrible owner, and people want to forget about it because we had a magical run in Florida. Like you know what, Disney is over now. We're back in the real world. Robert Sarver is still shit. So people, people that are still like defending him all of a sudden because Ubre, like, oh, you're sour grapes and whatever. Like, no, he's right about this. He never talked shit about Monty Williams. He never talked shit about James Jones. He talked about one man, and that is the owner. And that's the last I'll say about that. Yeah, and I um, I concur. I agree with that. I, yeah, I can agree with that. I uh. I think that a lot of people um, will accredit the owner for the success, but it's like you got to give credit to Williams, Jones. You got to give money. Williams is love. You can see that. Um, and but at the end of the day, it comes out of the players. That was a magical run. I, uh, I still, I still remember. I was like, "Holy shit, dude! Like this cannot be happening. It cannot be happening." And then it get the. It comes down to uh, I forgot was it Portland that won? Won what? Uh, that, that eliminated the Suns. Yeah, it was just unofficially was eliminated. Like they had to lose their game in order for the Suns to go in, and they won their game. Yeah. So unofficially, yes, they did eliminate the Suns. Well, yeah, they were the ones that were like, yeah, we, yeah, exactly. So it would have been cool to watch that team, especially with Ubre. Probably he would have probably been in on that first round there. So. Well, at, um, that, at that point, I know there's a whole different discussion, but at that point, it's like, do you put him in after that? Yeah, because this team but, is 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 the, is the ones that did this. Yeah, but I, I mean, at the end of the day, we'll, we can probably wrap it up with this. But at the end of the day, even if the Suns made it in, it didn't look like any anybody was. And I'm not saying this from an LA bias. I'm not a big basketball guy, like I said. But it didn't Lakers. look like anybody was going to beat the Lakers. Fuck it, the Lakers. 
<laughs> again, I was saying not from an LA bias. I just said, the you only know thing I mean? like, good hey, about the Lakers, LeBron James. <laughs> fuck no. The only good thing about the Lakers is that Kobe, Kobe played in it. That's it. And Magic. We can give Magic. And Will Chamberlain. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You know, these great ones. Not this fucking douchebag of a fucking funny? guy. You know what's funny? You're like sitting there like, the only one thing good about the Lakers. <laughs> the only one guy. thing and is these four players. The guy. only one thing is these four players, and it's not LeBron James. LeBron James is not one of those players because he's not a real Laker. He's this yeah. little well, fake pussy-ass Laker. Who came in after like many years of playing basketball somewhere else, winning championships over there and over here, and then he comes to Lakers like, "Oh, for the money," because I'm not doing it for the city, because I don't even fucking know who the fuck Los Angeles is. But okay, let's go this way, you know. And for the money, not like Kareem, and not like Will, you know what? If not the, if- like Kobe, who spent their entire seasons, their entire careers where? Say it with me, you guys. One team, yes, the Lakers, the Hornets. That's the only. <laughs> Only the reason why LeBron will never be a real Laker. You know what? If he, he can play for if, the Lakers, if he, were he to can come be to, a Laker. If he were to come to Phoenix and win a ring, I don't care if he did it for the I city or not. I know you don't care, but that's not what that's, I'm saying. That's, that's not what I'm saying. I don't, I, that's I don't not think, what I'm saying. I don't think Laker fans care or not. They, they got don't their care. Ring. That's not what I'm saying, though. We're that not was a real talking. thing, though, too, wasn't it? I'm not saying that. Yeah, when Bledsoe was here, they're like best friends. We almost had him. Yeah, exactly. But that's not what I'm saying. Anyway. Anyways, let's go. Let's go to hockey because hockey is a more yeah, tougher, to tougher man sport. Not this little <laughs> flopping bullshit LeBron used to do. But let's yeah. go to this real hockey. I, I heard. I heard LeBron pulled his penis and had to be out for like. Yeah, three that games, fool. He got. He got yeah. a little scratch on his on his little fucking hand or something. He had to step out for he, the whole. He, he scratched. Whole he game. scratched his thumbnail and yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's get into hockey. Uh, so we, we we have a lot to catch up on. I know I don't have a ton of time here, but I wanted to catch up on a few things here. Um, and during our hiatus, we had probably one of the biggest personnel controversy with the Coyotes, and that was, um, you know, Bill Armstrong, who I, I, I really like so far. I mean, he hasn't done a whole lot, but um, – Bill Armstrong came in and um, he got handed a tough task from our ownership and and, and prior GM John Chica. That, that, that's that's an understatement well be, right there. Yeah, he might as well be Voldemort. You're not supposed to say his name, um, but <laughs> he who must uh, not be named. Yeah, um, he got handed a tough task, and and uh, ownership was trying to shed some money so they can improve their roster and and. It was all because of John Chike is doing and and handing out insane contracts and um, you know just just kind of you know got handed a, a, a shit list of tasks that he has to do. But he's a pretty stand up guy. He seems like he he uh, first and foremost loves the city and loves the town and and, and wants the the team to win. But um, you know he he was told, Hey, like we have somebody that we could trade and, um, that has been underperforming that you can sell pretty high on right now. And, you know, let's, let's see if we can trade our captain, Oliver Ekman Larson. So I don't think that uh, Bill Armstrong wanted to, I don't think he wanted to trade Oliver Ekman Larson, but was kind of like, Hey, I have to explore the opportunities and the possibilities. And, um, Oliver Ekman Larson to his own, um, I mean, to his own credit, 
he has a no movement clause. And so, um, he said, Hey, if you're going to trade me, that's, that's fine, but I'm going to, I'm going to limit your options to two teams and that's Boston and Vancouver. So, um, he, there was a really, really, really close deal, uh, per my sources, per a lot of different sources, actually, um, to send him to Vancouver for, uh, Jake for a first round pick and, and Niels Hoglander, um, but it fell through because the Vancouver did not want to give up on their prospect, you know, Hoglander. And so, um, it, it fell through and all of it. Larson has since come out and said, Hey, I, I never wanted to leave Arizona. I, I signed that contract in, uh, you know, 2018 because I wanted to stay in Arizona. Um, that that's been my main priority. And, uh, that's, I mean, I, I appreciate that. I mean, I don't really appreciate his play lately. I didn't really appreciate how he spoke to the media after the team was eliminated from the playoffs. But um, I can respect somebody that's loyal to the team and wants to be here to win and doesn't want to go anywhere else. So I got to give OEL props on that. But um, so it's not it, it's not going to happen. There are rumors circling that Boston might come back with an offer. Um, for Oliver Ekman Larson, I don't think anything's going to come of that um, unless they blow us out of the water. But um, it's uh, chances are we're going to have Oliver Ekman Larson here as a career coyote. Um, now, a lot of people were upset when all this was going down because they're all like, oh, he wants out, he wants out, and everything. Like, no. He said, if you're going to do it, these are your teams. But he did set a deadline, right? He said by like this Friday, the, the week that it was going down, he said, yeah. I want it done by this Friday because I don't want this like over my head all off season. And you know what? That's not a bad move if you, for, for, for you to just yeah. like uh, say that um, going to the off season with a clear mind, knowing you're going to come back. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, again, it's his right. There was a lot of people that were pissed off that Oliver Ekman Larson was tying our hands. Right. Well, it's his right. It was in the contract. Yep. Like, yep. Hey, I don't, I don't, want to move uh i haven't so i want to get a no movement clause and you know, shows commitment to arizona you know what though with with the oliver ekman larson in a way i'm kind of glad he didn't move and the only reason is is because for all the shit that has happened to us lately with you know losing out on trade picks losing like all this big shit that happened on us losing taylor Hahn, everything lost four rounds of <laughs> i know bro trust me don't fucking remind <laughs> us but what i'm saying is i feel like losing our captain kind of like taking away a key defender in in our in our uh in our lineup it kind of would start like pushing like bringing morale down i think it would start making it more difficult for us to kind of yes we'd have more money to buy to get another player but at the same time he's been established here he knows the system he plays well with the system he knows the players he knows the guys so i think and he's a good he if i feel like he's been stepping up a little bit and i'm not going to say that very confidently I'm going to say that very kind of lightly in the sense that he stepped up just a little bit. Yeah. But he has a lot more to go. I think having uh, Stepan really did help because Stepan is a true leader. And if anything, Stepan, depending if he stays with us in the long term, and Oliver Ekman-Larsen does tend to leave, depending on whether he leaves now or later, I think Stepan could be a good replacement and step in and, and lead this team because he has that kind of uh, leader yeah mentality that leader kind of 
uh, personality. So I feel like right now, keeping Oliver Ekman Larson, him staying kind of solidifies a little bit more kind of, I wouldn't say. Stabilizes. Yeah, stabilizes. Perfect word. Stabilizes us a little yeah. bit in the back and kind of keeps like that, those core players that we've had. So we're not making too many changes and needing too many players because then we're going to, I I get kind of antsy when like we get new players that haven't proven themselves and just kind of like, what are they going to do? Like, God, I fucking hate losing. And trust me, losing in hockey is so much worse than losing in any other sport I've noticed because yeah. when I lo- when we lose in hockey, I get super fucking annoyed and frustrated when we lose, when I lose in football, I get mad, but I'm mad the whole game because I fucking hate my quarterback. <laughs> right. And when we lose in soccer, I get mad for other reasons of like, well, that was a fucking stupid call from the ref. I hate everybody but the fucking team that we're playing, basically. I hate everything about everything else except for the team we're playing. But in hockey, yeah. it's the other team that I hate. And it, and it frustrates me when we lose in hockey. So I think yeah. it's a good thing that he's staying in the long run, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, and 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 I want to make a few points before we we get to the other categories because I want to I want to want to categorize this in a streamlined way that we can hit everything that we miss, um, but not talk for hours okay, about stop it. Stop talking, but, then go. Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, if one thing I'm going to address one of your points, if Derek Stepan could play hockey as well as he speaks to the media, he'd be a fucking all star. <laughs> I I don't I don't think that Stepan is going to be here very much longer. I think he's a great guy. I think he is a good leader. I think he is a, a very personable person, um, but he he's declining. So I don't I don't think that Stepan would be a shoe-in for a captain role. Uh, I think that if Oliver Ekman Larson was traded, and this is my dark horse, and I even heard rumblings that was being considered when we found out Oliver Ekman Larson was traded, was that Connor Garland was going to take over as captain? Wow! Because he, yeah, because he is the epitome of oh, hardworking player. Yeah, and he like and it. he's loved universally. Uh, Wouldn't hate that move. I would actually love that move. Oh, I, him I, as captain. yeah, me too. Me I'd too. buy my me jersey too. and I'd go find that C patch super fast. Yeah, exactly. So but where's my C patch? Uh, I'm expecting a lot out of Connor Garland coming up, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, no, I. Uh, again, to your point, I think that keeping Oliver Ekman Larson was actually a good move. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't give in to the two-team deadline, which again he had every right to, uh, or two-team pigeonhole, I guess we'd say. We didn't give in to the deadline. Um, we didn't trade him for less than we could have gotten for him, and that was a good move by Bill Armstrong, even though he was being pressed by ownership and, and, and prior. General manager uh, personnel moves. Um, he's like, no, I know, I know what my assets worth, and I'm not going to sit here and fucking take pennies on a dollar because I'm digital yeah. to two teams and a deadline. So, uh, and at the end of the day, Oliver Ekman Larson wants to be here. So, buddy, show us, man. Like that's that's all we want. We want, we want. I want him here. Defense. I love Oliver Ekman Larson. So we I, want, I, we want our all star defense, and we didn't want it. We didn't want to be put in the position. Um, so I, I'm really thinking that this might be a good move. So I don't know. I mean, I, I like him as a person. I, I think he, he can, he can rebound. He's not too old. I mean, he, we, we could see a surprising year from Oliver. It could be, it could be fun to watch, but now speaking of the um, year, do we have a starting date? 
So uh, training camp is rumored to be starting, uh, I think it's the day after Christmas or two days after Christmas. Um, the NHL and the NHLPA are talking about a start in January. Um, now there is a there is a few different season options. Um, they they're talking about maybe just doing uh, what we've done before, a lockout season, which is forty eight games. There's also talk about sixty five games, and then there's also talk about playing the whole season, and then um, starting fresh in like twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two. Um, so now what does that do to the Canadian teams, though? Um, well, because I know so, travel there is a bitch right now. Yeah, so they're thinking about the the rumor is that they're going to make um, divisions, <clears throat> but they're going to be <clears throat> they're going to be temporary divisions, um, and and essentially the the league is going to be split up into thirds, and so it, it's going to. It's going to potentially uh, rule out. Um, it's going to potentially rule out like people getting exposed to other shit, and they're going to be constantly tested. Uh, there was talk of doing bubbles um, again, and the players nixed that right away. They don't want. <laughs> like, they don't nope. Want, which I don't blame them for. Uh, me neither. Um, I, mean, I don't blame them, but they did like, such a good job with the bubble. Like there was zero cases they yeah. did well with it but it's, it's hard but, because yeah, it's like you're gonna go time, a whole like, season it's not like just season. playoffs yeah you, you can't be away from your family for a full season so yeah it's a lot of um, it's a yeah, lot of so, i can understand yeah. where you where you're saying that it, it it does provide a good outlet to to do that and it's and, it, and it's shown that the nhl does make did make it work but the problem is is that the players also they just don't want to do it they just and i get it but at the end of the yeah. day, it's no. Hell. I mean, I get it too, and like I get that nobody wants to be in lockdown, mm-hmm. nobody wants to be wearing masks, but you do it for safety. You do it for safety, but then there's and other ways you can do it. I guess. I guess that's what yeah. they're and trying. I mean, football. Look, look how many show. games got postponed and moved around and stuff in football. Like yeah. right now, they're in danger because they're running out of uh, bye weeks in football for them to reschedule shit. So um, just I because the Thanksgiving game ruined my Thanksgiving night at night. I was so looking forward to Steelers <laughs> fucking losing. All right, we'll get to football later. But right. anyways, with hockey, continue. Yeah, I don't want to get into football, but like I just I can tell you one thing: Colorado's going crazy right now because they have a wide receiver playing quarterback. Um, not even joking. You can look it up. <laughs> I saw all that. Of all their, three all quarterbacks, of quarterbacks are out. Yeah. Yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting game. I'm definitely tuning in for that. Oh my and god, I can't the wait. Fact the fact that I'm tied for first in my fantasy football uh, league this this year, so yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. But um, anyway, I'm in uh, let's get back to the Coyotes here because uh, I don't have too much time. But like Coyotes, I wanted to address a, a certain a few other things here. Um, I wanted to talk about the additions because we didn't get a chance to talk about it. Uh, right. So we we acquired we acquired. Remember my biggest complaint guys i'm sure you'll ever remember uh is i was like dude we are too fucking soft we are fucking out there yep. just being little bitches every every night we are we are being bent over they're licking their hands before they're spanking us you know what i mean so that's what Saber uh, does to you she don't do that nobody does that to me you have to subscribe to the OnlyFans, bro. Like you don't, you can't, you can't, you, you can't fucking sit there and speculate. You have to subscribe. Okay, uh, I'll subscribe. We have a deal: twenty percent off Black Friday. Black Friday. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> and so um, 
so Bill Armstrong is a tough son of a bitch, and what he did is he went out and acquired three sons of bitches and mother real motherfuckers to play against. Uh, so Brett, uh, let's talk about the departures really quickly. Brad Richardson has now signed with the Nashville Predators, which is funny because he eliminated the Nashville Predators um, with an overtime goal to send the Coyotes to the playoffs. Um, so he must have made a, uh, a strong impression. So uh, best of luck to you, Brad. We all loved you. I think, I, I, you know, we were all fans of Brad Richardson as a player and as a person. So, um, but he's 35 years old as he's kind of circling the drain uh, for his career. Um, he's a great penalty killer and a, a great face-off person. Uh, and so uh, we'll miss that. But, um, you know, more power to him. I think that Nashville will be a fun place to watch him play. Uh, but we got to give respect to Brad Richardson, um, one of the true soldiers of our team. have been with us for a, a lot longer than – than it feels. Um, but to replace him, we brought in this kid, for, or not kid, I think he's like 29, um, or 28, 29. His name's Johan Larson. You can be a kid um, at 29. What's that? You can be a kid at 29. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, Danny's <laughs> fucking 50, by the way. He just has that Andy Malinakis disease where it looks like he's younger. Um, but the <clears throat> Johan Larson is a... Um, he he's going to be a fun player to watch because he is a center. He's a natural center. Um, he's somebody that uh, he he can kill penalties. He's quick. He's he's good on the draw. He is uh, typically known for a shutdown role. What I really like seeing is when I go on hockey message boards and when I find out that the Coyotes acquired a player, I go to that team's page and I see how many people are pissed off that that player's gone. Oh, they react. Yeah. Yep. And two out of the three players that we acquired, they were all pissed. All their fan bases were pissed that they had let him go. And so Johan Larson was a fan favorite in Buffalo. He's just like, he's, he's not a star. A lot of people don't even know his name, but um, Buffalo was like, dude, like we just, we just lost a core piece to our team just because he is an amazing defensive player. Um, and he's also got a little bit of scrap to him. He doesn't take shit. There's a, there's a YouTube video. I, I, I think if, if you type in Johan Larson on YouTube and you watch the first video, you'll see he's like bleeding from the face, talking shit, getting stitched up on the bench, uh, talking shit to the player that just made him bloody. So um, it, it's that kind of uh, – person that we need on our team he, you know he's tough he can fight uh he's a good defensive player and, and we need that so that's one that's one key piece that we added he's one of the one of the people i'm really excited to watch um the second is this guy named tyler pitlick and uh he he i, I remember him on the oilers he was uh, i thought he was going to be a star um he he has some speed he's got some hands he's a right hand shot um he is he is somebody that can make some really exciting plays and he he does have a really good shot um he just never flourished like everybody thought he would um but he i I think of him as a swiss army knife he he can go out and play pretty much any role and he can also score some goals um and and I'm I'm actually really excited to see him so coyotes fans look out for number 17 next year tyler pitlick he uh 
Dalchenyuk. I'm just playing. <laughs> right. Well, I think of Radom Verbata. Any anybody that knows the Coyotes as long as I've known, you think of Radom Verbata, and you also think of Ladislav Nagy, <sighs> and you're like, seventeen should be a cherished number within the organization. So let's mm-hmm. let's hope that Pitlick lives up to it. But he's an exciting player. I think it will. Uh, and again, he's a scrappy motherfucker. He can play. He is a solid player. So, uh, like he 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 is. Angry, he's got a chip on his shoulder. He can get a little scruffy, and that's that's what we need. So uh, he's a, he's a hard player to play against. So um, looking forward to him. So if we want to say that he's replacing anybody, um, I would say that the the person that left so so Pitlick could come in is Vinny Henestrosa. Oh, uh, Vinny Henestrosa was uh, one of our favorite players for a while, and then you know he was the doghouse player for uh, for a while as well. So. Vinny has signed in Florida with the Panthers. Um, it's an interesting move because he signed with a coach that um, he didn't really bash in the media after he left Chicago, but he was like, I was never given an opportunity to play. And that's uh, uh, John Quinville. Um, he used to play, or he used to coach the, the Blackhawks. He led them to multiple Stanley Cups and, um, he got fired by the Blackhawks, which is the weirdest move because the Blackhawks are no longer a deadly threat. Um, but he went to Florida, and, and, and Vinny signed at Florida. So we'll see what he can do there. I'm, I'm happy for Vinny. Uh, Vinny has also uh, always been a uh, an advocate for the Coyotes in the community and um, a, a, a good person, and he's got some skill. He's got some speed. So uh, best of luck to Vinny. I'll, I'll miss watching him because he was, he was an exciting player to watch. Um, but... Um, I would say again that Tyra Pitlick is probably the the person that came in and replaced him with you know Vinny with skill and finesse and Tyra Pitlick has some skill but he's also like I'll punch you in the face you know and that's and that's what we need. I mean um, I'm seeing right here six two two hundred pounds is kind of what we need right here to throw someone around. Yeah, yeah he's 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 going to be an exciting player to watch. I think he'll be a fan favorite. He's been a fan favorite of. Uh, pretty much everywhere he's been. Uh, so that's another player that when he left the organization, Philly fans were pissed because they're like, I can't believe we couldn't match that offer. We would have loved to keep him for that, for that dollar amount. So I don't know if it's because they're like, Hey, you know, we like the player, uh, but we, we can see him, you know, testing the market. Or if it was like, Hey, like why, why did we not match that offer? We could have kept him, but either way, I'm excited to have him. So, the last player that we added, um, <laughs> I think, again, he'll be a fan favorite. He wasn't necessarily missed by New Jersey when he left, but it's because he didn't play a lot. And his name's John Hayden. And if you watch John Hayden, all this dude does is fight. All he does uh, is fight. Oh, yeah. All he does right is fight. Now. And, and he, he can Indeed. score goals. He ha- he, yeah, he has some decent tools. He's a young kid. I think he's like 24, 25, and he's got some good size, and he will just, you know, punch your cocksucker over and over and over again. Like, he, that's what he does. He just punches people in the fucking mouth all day. And so um, that's, that, that's, again, somebody to like, hey, you can bench him, you can sit him out, but when you have a tough team like Dallas coming at you that usually beats our asses every time they play us, John Hayden's drawn in. And it's because – one, 
he's going to defend his teammates too. They're probably not going to play us as hard because they know that they're going to get punched in the mouth. If they do. And so, um, so I'm, I'm excited about him again. He wasn't necessarily missed by his fan base that he, that he left just because we'll he wasn't, down. yeah, he, he wasn't, a, you know, a stalwart on their roster every night. So, um, it's, uh, I like the players that we brought in. I don't think that we are a Stanley Cup contender because of them, but I think that we can potentially tread water from where we were last year. We just have to have some good years out of our key players. And, uh, uh, we could, we could sneak into a, to an eighth seed playoff spot. So, um, hey, who, Hall, who knows? Like maybe the NHL will do what every other league is doing and expand their playoffs to let as many teams in as possible. No, you know, they won't do that. I, I doubt it because they did that already. Um, I doubt it. I think they're going to be like, hey, we did that. Everybody got their COVID Cup chance. You know, Tampa Bay won the COVID Cup. Um, and, and more power to them. They deserve it. Uh, but um, it's I, I doubt that they're going to expand the playoffs. Um, excuse me, I just burped up a whole bunch of shit. Um, I, 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 I don't know, man. Gonna... Like, logically, you might be right, but I mean, they're gonna NHL is gonna lose a lot of money in ticket sales this year. So, if it uh, if it adds more to ratings, it adds more TV time. Why not expand the playoffs? That's that's yeah. the other, that's the other thing you got to look at is the financial things. The higher ups want to make their money back that they're gonna lose. Yeah, and you never know. True, I mean, it's it's it's. Crazy. The time that we live in right now is so unpredictable. We have no idea what we're going to be seeing. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. But um, I, uh, I think that we're going to see um, a shortened season and and uh, standard playoff protocols, and we'll go from there. But um, really, those are the those are the additions that we had for the Coyotes. I, I want Coyotes fans to be excited because I'm excited and I am one of the most uh, pessimistic Coyotes fans out there. Um, but I am excited about the uh, the team that we have. We didn't really change much. We didn't really lose a, a whole lot. I mean, Taylor Hall signed in Buffalo. Uh, we we all kind of knew that he wasn't going to sign here. Um, oh, loser. And, <laughs> and, and well, he signed in Buffalo. He was a smart move by by him because he's going to go play one year, making eight million dollars next to the, one of the best centers in the world. Who's that? And then that's Eichel. Jack Eichel. Yeah, one of the best centers in the world. And then he gets another shot at free agency to really sign with a team that he wants. And chances are, teams will be prepared to sign. Because this free agency period was fucked. There's still some great free agents out there that haven't signed because their teams can't afford them because of COVID. So um, next year, teams are going to be more prepared and are, are going to be able to uh, hopefully offer more money and more years than, than this free agency period. So, Do you expect a lot uh, of one-year deals? What's that? Do you expect a lot of one-year deals? Um, this year I did, not next year. Next, no, next yeah, I'm year, talking I about think. this year, like before the season starts, like for the players that have um, not been signed yet. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, because they know what their worth is and they don't want to sign with just random teams. I guarantee you Buffalo was not on Taylor's top team. He wants Calgary. But he wanted Calgary. I guarantee you wanted Colorado. Colorado uh, either A, couldn't afford him, or B, just – it was like, hey, you know, revisit us next year, you know. Fuck the Avalanche. Um, 
He's, he ends up going <laughs> to Colorado. You're about to see Kenny with the Avalanche I know, with jersey. the Avalanche jersey <laughs> and, you know. Um, no, I, I'm a Taylor Hall fan, but more of just how articulate he is and just like a just a good person. Um, you guys kind of knew, like, when I when we first acquired him, I was like, oh, we're going to the Stanley Cup. But towards the end, I was like, you know, he's not as much of a game changer as uh, he used to be a couple of years ago. So, I'm not like a massive Taylor Hall fan as a hockey player, but I think that he is a good complimentary piece to any team that he joins. So um, more power to him. I don't blame him. Um, I, I'm still looking forward to our first superstar acquisition. I think that'll be Austin Matthews in a couple of years. What are you Fingers talking crossed, about? We already have our first superstar acquisition. What happened to Phil Kessel? Send my mom. <laughs> right? Yeah. You think, don't even go there. Don't even go there. We'll, we'll see what happens with Kessel. Dude, if we get Austin Matthews, I will lose my shit. But last thing, I want to talk one more yeah. thing before we get off of this topic of hockey. Two more things, because I, I know I know what one one. We might all be on the same page. Two, two more things. I know one of the things you're about to bring up, but I want to talk well, about say the one, one thing, thing I'm not going to say, so hurry up. Well, I want to talk about I want to talk about a departure from our organization, and I want to talk about the jerseys. All right, that those are the jersey yeah. was mine. I, the departure was something I found out just recently. To be fair, yeah. So we're going to talk about the jerseys first because I think that that's respectable. Yeah. Um, so go ahead. What's your question? No, just like what did you, what do you think of the of the re, uh, reverse retro jersey? I like the. So, re- I, I like it. Let me let me go first because you've been talking for sure. too long. <laughs> you, guys, you guys called me. I was like four beers deep, and you're like, "Hey, you want to record?" <laughs> so I, I mean, you guys were betting fifty bucks if I was going to answer. I didn't so, bet like, anything. You still owe me that money. No, nope, didn't bet anything. So yeah, first so of I'm all, like, hey, whose fault is it? It's your fault for answering the phone. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Uh, I like the jerseys. I like the retro reverse uh, jersey. There's just some uh, a, a, like a nice flair to it. Different, not coyote colors like we're used to seeing and stuff like that. Um, so it's it's really nice and unique. Um, I don't know if I would want to buy a jersey. To be fair, I'd probably buy a Valley jersey before I buy this retro jersey. Just because I do think the Valley basketball jersey is really nice. It looks super dope. I don't. I think they look awful. But. You don't like them, the Valley one? No. Interesting. I don't like the pixelated look. You don't like anything, to be fair, though. You're very picky about anything. If it's not, I don't, I don't like If it's not straight things, lines and, and, and no, you know, straight lines, then you don't like it. But anyways. That's, that's classic, <laughs> baby. Would you rather have uh, uh, a 71 Chevelle with racing stripes or 71 Chevelle with Plain decals on the side. That's that's my kind of. It depends kind of which one's faster. Good shit. That's a good answer. All right, go <laughs> on. But anyways, not the. Uh, I would. I, I, w- I might still get it. Just it just depends on how uh, how I'm feeling it when I see it in person. Because I think it's gonna be an in person thing. So when I oh, go definitely. with your dad to a Coyotes game, yeah, I said it. When I go with your dad to a Coyotes game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'll check them out and see how they look, and uh, you know, see what your dad thinks. You know, get an opinion of a, of a hockey fan. You know, and then I will go from there. Uh, just just one of those things. I I like it. I I think it's a good contrast to what we're originally what we're wearing now with the reds and the whites and the and the blacks and greens with the Kachina jerseys and everything. So, yeah. well, I, I'm okay with it. Okay. Do you want me to go next or Danny? No, go ahead, Kenny. 
Okay, so um, again, I'm one of the most pessimistic Coyotes fans in history, <laughs> but I'm going to say one thing. Well, I'm going to say a couple of things. I'm going to say a lot of things, <laughs> not to ramble on. It would have been a shock uh, if you said one thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, one, I'm going to start off with I am in love with the Kachina. Uh, I, I am in love with the old Coyotes logo. I'm in love with um, the, the just the Coyotes head. I love that logo where it's like the Coyote, the Peyote Coyote is what they call it. It's like it's 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 very Arizona. Yes. To have like to embrace our culture, and if you want to brand this team and make money off of it, then you 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 remember your roots. And when the Coyotes first moved here, that was one of the most popular logos and jerseys in in the NHL in the sports world because of how unique it was. I think the retro the look is coming back though too. Like the yeah, just the, the retro, retro look thing. is coming back. And we, we, I think we're all advocates for the Coyotes to go full Kachina again. Right? I think yes. the Howling Coyote it was a nice touch for a while, but I think that we're trying too hard with that. I think that we just need to go back to what worked. And so I think we're all we're all fans of the Kachina look. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this. I love the Kachina head. I love the purple jersey. I I, I it took me a minute to warm up to it. Because I was like, man, we're basically the Phoenix Suns. Our color is is purple and copper gold, um, and w- which is kind of a cool thing. I mean, like we get we you know we get to connect with the Suns a little bit too. There, the Suns are uh, orange we, though. I know, but it kind of, if you look at the colors, yeah, it's like a, almost jerseys. an orange. Yeah, it's almost an orange, and, and so the the color palette I think is what they call uh, midnight. Purple and uh, midnight purple and uh, uh, copper. Look at Bob Ross over here with his <laughs> yeah 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 right so bald Bob Ross. Head, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I I I like the jerseys a lot. I think that uh, um, the the purple and the copper is good. I'm just not a big fan of the trim. I wasn't a big fan of the trim. Um, <clears throat> when they were introduced back then and I'm still not, I just feel like the trim kind of looks like, um, Microsoft paint cactus. And, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it just, I, I feel like they could have done better with the trim, but just insult the uh, whole culture. Why don't you gosh, those native Americans didn't have much to work with, bud. <laughs> right. So I, uh, and that's fine. You know, I mean like it's, it, it, it's uh, it's something that you know it's going to take a little bit of adjusting to, but um, I overall I I will give the Coyotes an eight point five out of ten because they the assignment was reverse retro and they they did that they were one of the teams that actually embraced their past uh, but added a new new future to it and so I think that they aced their assignment I just don't know if I'm going to be buying one so um, I like the jerseys. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a a nice, interesting touch and uh, something that we can see, look forward to. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I don't hate them. I'm not the biggest fan, but I don't hate them. So uh, last thing, guys, because I really have to wrap it up because 
you know, right, I'm trying to watch Mike Tyson beat up on Jones, and I'm, uh, I know. Well, to, this is all on you. I mean, you're the one that's talking. I know. I know. <laughs> we told you fault. ten it's minutes. I know. We said <laughs> ten minutes, and we're only paying for ten minutes. <laughs> and you're like yeah, on an it, hour. It my fault. <laughs> my fault. Well, I missed you guys. And I miss talking you sports, but um, we have to we have to pay tribute to our our dearly departed Leighton Ricardo. Yes, who, sir. Um, I'm never going to say lost her battle to cancer because I don't think any cancer patient or any anybody that's diagnosed with cancer loses anything. Um, I, I'm going to say she succumbed to cancer. And um, a, a beautiful, beautiful soul. I, I mourned for her for two, like two, three days, man. I was, I was down in the dumps because of how sweet of a person this little girl was and um not just because she was a coyotes fan but just like at the end of the day everything's bigger than sports you know and and uh and um this little girl like nine years old uh lost her life uh due to cancer unfortunately and um i i feel like you know, if, if anybody of the powers that be are listening, uh, we need to raise the number 49 to the Raptors and retire that number uh, for, our, you know, she was a roster player for us. We did sign her to a day contract. Let's, let's retire that number. Um, I think that would mean a lot to the family. I think that's a great I think idea. We, I love it. Yeah. I, I think that we should sell late in the Cardo jerseys in the, in the team shop and all the proceeds should go towards uh, you know, one, the family and two cancer research. Um, I think, I think there's a, there, I don't want to talk about business, but I think that, um, I, I think that our marketing team could really help out the Cardo family with, with such a tremendous loss, um, by, by doing that. And I, and I hope they do. And, uh, I just, you know, it, it, I was gutted when I saw the news because I, I thought that she was going to pull through. I know that radiation had ended and uh, um, everybody, everybody was saying that it was looking good for a while, but um, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's unpredictable and it, it doesn't discriminate. So nine year old angel um, that is always going to be with us and, and the team, you know, you know, for the rest of our existence. I mean, she's made a mark on me personally. Um, and, uh, I, I just want to give my deepest, deepest, sincere condolences to the Cardell family and anybody that's been affected by her loss. Um, and, and just they, you know, I, I, I can't imagine what you're going through and I hope I never have to imagine what they're going through, uh, losing a child, especially as a father. Now it, it just hits differently. And it, I just, I just want them to know that we're, we're here. Anything that we can do, any any way that we can spread awareness and 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 help out this family is, you know, we're we're happy to do it. So um, I'm, again, I'm hoping that the powers that be, if we have any any pull within the organization, I think that it's something that we can we could potentially do to uh, to whisper in the ears of people, saying, "Let's sell late Nicardo jerseys in the, in the team shop." and and, and, and send all those proceeds to uh, where this, the family sees fit. And, you know, why not, why not raise her jerseys, jerseys to the rafters, man? Like her, her motto was skate hard and have fun. Um, and I think that uh, that is, you know, such, a, such an innocent way of looking at things. And that's all she wanted from the Coyotes is just to have fun. And, 
you know, why not? You know, that's something that we can all hang our hats on. So, um, again, rest in peace, Leighton Ricardo. Uh, we love you. We love your family. Uh, you know, so Amen. sorry to the family and, and, uh, uh, I, I really hope that the Coyotes can step in and, 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 and do something that, that could benefit them. And the Coyotes did. They went and visited her family the day that she passed and had this uh, had this big celebration. So um, props to the Coyotes, props to um, Alex Morello and uh, Javier Gutierrez and, and, and Bill Armstrong for organizing that and all the players that showed up for her family and support. Props to Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid who uh, who went and signed jerseys uh, in person in Arizona. They're in Arizona right now skating, and uh, props to them for doing that as well. And uh, that's that's really all I got, guys. Uh, just rest in peace, Leighton Arcardo, and uh, I'm I'm happy to be back, and I'm, I'm ready to con- keep this thing going here. All right, very well said, Kenny. You spoke brilliantly for all of us, and definitely our condolences to the family. And Amen. and you know what, we will definitely try to help out, Kenny. Thank you so much for taking your time out of your schedule to to be with us for the for this recording. Return of sticks and kicks. I know we asked for ten minutes. You gave us an hour. You're always going up above and beyond. And for those of you listening, he goes above and beyond in every aspect. So yeah, make sure you tune into that OnlyFans. Join my OnlyFans, <laughs> Kenny. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks, guys. Take care. We'll see you. We'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> All right. That was Kenny on the phone line here. I was going to say on on some phone. We got, we got to get the phone line sponsored so we can say on the blah, blah, blah phone line. So you guys want to get a shout out every week. You know, we're going to be with Kenny every week here on the phone line. You guys get your company out there. You got a local business. You need some advertising. Let us know. Sponsor the show. Don't make Kenny stay on this OnlyFans because that's the only thing keeping the show afloat. All anyway. right, Horizon <laughs> and A-Mobile and, you know, Rent, which is bought by BTNT. Yeah. Then you stretched it on that one. BTNT. All right, Lucio, as we make this final transition, you know what? We're not even going to take a break. We're going to push right through. We're going to push right through. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Right here, we, uh, we let's transition a little bit into um, into el football, soccer. And first and foremost, but we're now for the big guy. Hold on. Don't yes. don't remind me, bro. So I, gotta, I've, I've already had so much tears, bro. All right, let me just explain real quick for people. So if you don't know, um, I myself am a huge Argentina fan. I've been an Argentina fan since like 1998. Um, I never got to watch Maradona play, which is unfortunate. But one of the greatest players to ever play the game, one of the biggest controversies in soccer, uh, but also one of the most iconic soccer goals uh, with the hand of God by Maradona. It it saddens me when I found out I was at work. It was very heavy because people don't understand how much I love soccer at work. You know, a lot of a lot of people I'm, I work around with aren't big soccer people and don't understand how big of an impact Maradona played in my life when I grew up, when I was playing, when I was young and, and I did stuff. So, like, playing soccer, I, I took from different people, you know, Maradona, Zidane, you know, Ronaldinho. Growing up, I, I these are people I idolized and I looked up to, um, especially because I did support Argentina and did follow the national team. Um, so, 
to lose such a great person, uh, just such a great player. I mean, a lot of things can be said about Mar- uh, well, Maradona, you know. You know, he was cocky, he was arrogant, you know. But, you know, at the end of the day, he loved the sport and he gave everything to the sport. And he's, he loved his country. He loved Argentina more than he loved anything in the world. So I do... Uh, I do want to pay my respects. I feel like we should all pay our respects to um, Maradona. So we're just going to take a quick moment of silence here and a cheers for him. Won't be too long. So, yeah, we all just kind of say a little thank you to Diego Armando Maradona. Let's do that now. All right. That being said, here's my drink. Cheers. And Danny, you not being such a big uh, Argentine fan or Argentina fan, I know that um, Maradona though still played a big part in uh, football life in general for you. Yeah, I was asked by this uh, uh, earlier earlier this week by talking to other people. I mean, in a couple of other podcasts. And no, it is true that I was never an Argentine fan. I was never a Boca Juniors fan. I'm definitely not a Barcelona fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I was never a Maradona fan per se, but nobody can deny what he brought to the sport. No one can deny that he, the visibility, the char- the charisma, everything that he did, even after being a player, you know, as a coach, as, as, a, a, as a persona representing, you know, almost as an ambassador to the game, brought a lot to, to, to the table. Highly, highly respect what he did. Questionable past. Who among us does not have a questionable past? Whatever. Uh, and this is this is something that's very real. That he actually um, that he dealt with, and uh, what what is the word? He battled with his whole life. Is uh, substance. Yes. Substance is something that he definitely battled his entire life, and it's something that is very real, not just for celebrities, but for everyone in the world. And I feel like this is a story that can continue to be told. That uh, people say that oh well this this ruined a career like no the career is already legendary he himself is already legendary um, but it did take an impact in his life I mean he was sixty years old as an athlete is is very very young um, but you know what like I said poor one out for the big guy he he we went ahead to bigger and better things uh, we got tributes from all over the world including the the other guy the the uh, the one two of the you know I want to say of the nineties two thousands before yeah. this Ronaldo Messi thing but of course Pele and Maradona yeah. are two of the absolute greatest to ever do it and Pele also reached out and gave his tribute and you know what I think huge any, loss anybody with soccer paid their respects uh, you know this would be a good transition Phoenix Rising also paid their respects to uh, Maradona in their uh, Instagram and their Twitter. So big, big shout out to the Phoenix Rising. But let's get into the Phoenix Rising. Um, we do have a few players coming in. I mean, I, I'm excited to see some of the people on the roster. You know, Dada Shaf was an obvious one that was coming back. He signed a two-year contract, so uh, he, he was coming back. Great to see him back. Nice, good, solid uh, nine player up there. Uh, very strong, very talented. Uh, I think he's going to start picking up some more, uh, big, more steam because he came in the first year or the first game and what three goals the first game right hat trick if i remember correctly on the, the very, first the very first game he scored a hat trick that's how he said hello to phoenix so so i feel and then like he got slapped in the face with the covid with pandemic. the covid so <laughs> I, I think that honestly 
him coming in, he's gonna be more ready than ever. Uh, he's gonna be more in shape, more informed this uh, after, because COVID played a big part of a lot of these players being out of form. Uh, we have uh, Bacaro coming in, a fan favorite. Bacaro is one of you know one of the fan favorites, definitely, especially in the South End. Um, so everyone loves him. Red Fury, uh, we, I know we love him, so it is great. Um, <coughs> Our, our captain, can't forget our captain, Asante, is coming back again. Uh, great to see some of the leadership. Uh, let's see if he starts, perf- you know, for me personally, I think he needs to perform a little bit better. Um, uh, last year was just kind of because I, th- I think COVID played a big part for a lot of just kind of, uh, I wouldn't say like laziness, but just kind of there wasn't that kind of same. Well, even before that, I mean, even you started at, at the end of 2019, yeah. like he, he did not close out the year. I think he needs a bounce back here. That That is what he needs. And I think this was a good year because we didn't play as many games and we had a lot of time to rest. And I but, think, But even, even with all that, even with him not I playing know. his best, even with all that. MVP back to back. What does that say about him as a player? He, he's he's still a good player. He's a solid player. So I, I'm glad to have him back. Um, we have uh, Lambert coming back. One of our uh, another fan favorite. Uh, Lambert is a good um, defensive midfielder. Very solid back there. He's very. I feel very confident when he's on the pitch. Uh, I'm also you know I also like Jordan and Jordan's uh, he I had got a lot had a lot of confidence when he played as well. Now is is it very crazy to say that my MVP vote went to Kevin Lambert? No, because Kevin Lambert always plays. He uh, Kevin Lambert is always in the running because of how solid of a player he is and how good. I think he was the most important player. <laughs> exactly. Um, we're also getting Stratton back. Uh, Stratton back is it, it was a bit of a toss up. Not more for me in the sense of. Uh, just a player. Uh, he started off the year a little rocky when we came back from uh, the COVID and we were playing, you know, in the actual th- and and so it kind of felt weird. Like uh, he didn't seem as strong. But as the games progressed, we start. I started seeing a little bit more out of him, uh, and he was pretty essential to uh, the midfield, which is which is good, I guess, to have on there. Uh, we're getting Santi Moore back. Santi Moore's fucking love this guy. He's a good guy. He's I honestly think, and and I, I feel like we might not be signing Fleming's back, uh, which is which sucks because you know I, I feel like the controversy really hit him hard and and kind of played a big part of why he might not be coming back. Well, it, it, it I'm it, not gonna I'm not gonna say it sucks until we find out. Where yeah, he's and that's play what I'm saying if, because even before that, we thought that we might be losing him to at least the MLS, at the very least the MLS, if not something even bigger. Well, hopefully, hopefully. He goes on to bigger and better things. I would not want to see him go to another USL team. That that would that, that would be the worst. That's what I think would be my biggest issue with. But let's see. But having Santi more kind of as a, a a replacement per se, or like a person stepping into that role if Flemings doesn't come back, uh, I'm okay with that. Uh, I think Santi came in towards the end of the season and started performing a little bit better. I think a lot of people, if I remember correctly. Seen in the forums and seen in, in kind of the chats that uh, a lot of people were kind of mad, like, kind of not liking that he was pl- how he was playing and how he was doing. They wanted more from him, and expected more from him. So I think uh, I think towards the end there, people started kind of maybe getting him a chance. So let's see what happens there. Um, we're also getting a Darnell King back. Great addition to the back line. Uh, I like Darnell King. It took him some time. It did take him some time. I like his versatility, though. I like the yes. fact that he can play both sides, and he's strong on both sides. I didn't like the fact that we had to play on both sides. He was forced because, into it. Exactly, because I feel like he's better on his natural right side. 
but he played the left side well, and I and I com- I commend him for that. I also thought he was a good addition. Uh, he's a good attacking defender, which makes him dangerous, which makes us dangerous uh, at, on the on the field. Obviously, we're going to be getting our our one and only keeper, Zach Lubin. Uh, the wall, you know, just he's he's amazing, uh, and I'm glad to have him back. He had an outstanding season this year, um, and I, I mean, I, I like I said, the South End loves him. I mean, all the people that are Every, saying, all Phoenix fans, all the them. ones that we, the you South would be End, hard pressed to find someone, someone who does not love like, Zach Lubin. Zach Lubin is is beloved by everybody. He's 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 involved in the community. He he's out there doing everything he can to to be for the Phoenix Rising. So we absolutely love Zach Lubin. And there's one more player. I told you to write it down. No, I'm going to remember. You, you said Dada you Shaw, had them all. Bacaro, Stratton, Darnell. We're going to wait. We're going to wait because I told you and you said you had it. I do While we wait for Lucio to do his research again. I do want to point out that, you know what, as of right now, this recording, we're recording on Saturday, the tw- uh, November 28th, and as of this day, four that's, years ago, we are officially... That's everybody. We are, uh, the, on this day, four years ago, we officially became Phoenix Rising. So this is like, pretty much this is Phoenix Our Rising's birthday. This is a birthday here. You know what, it's been four years, four great years. I mean... What, last year, we had that, uh, you know... Great run up until the, the, the cup that got canceled. You know, the year before, we had that great 20-game winning streak. Uh, we had another appearance in the Western Conference Final and in the USL Cup Final 2018. Of course, everything that Didier Drogba back. It's so much history in just four years. I know, but my issue was the, was the end of this year. This this. I mean, that was an issue with everybody. everybody yeah, we, we all, and we all hated it, and it was, it was, it was very... <sighs> It, it, it was a very tough thing to deal with because from the beginning, we definitely it uh, we definitely embraced what it was going to be to uh, to be in, in the how, what, what do they call it? The asterisks, you know what? And no matter who the champion was going to be, it's like, oh, there's going to be a there's going to be an asterisk behind all this. And, and you know, what? we didn't care because everyone played the same way. Everyone played the same amount of games. Everyone got their chance to uh, qualify for playoffs. Everyone got a chance to make their run. And, of course, Tampa's probably feeling the same thing. Tampa's feeling the same thing that we were feeling that day because they did earn their way all the way. They were not the favorite. They were not the favorite to make it all the way, but they somehow made it all the way through Tampa Bay Roadies, and it was going to be a fantastic game. I know we had a lot of people from both sides of the South End make the travels, make their way to to Florida and over there. And you know what? It just sucks to to see it end in the manner that it did. But you know what? I digress. We all know what happened there. We all know what we had to go through. And you know what? Fuck it. It's just one more thing that 2020 took from us is what would have been a fantastic 2020 final for the USL. I, I was excited. I mean, we had fans go down to Florida because we had to do it in Florida. Um, you know, it was... Uh, I'm just so tired. Let me ask you this, though. What? Had Phoenix Rising not given up their right to to play in Florida? To play no, in no, Phoenix? No, to play, to, play, to play at home. And it was them that had to travel. They come up with this, and they suddenly can't travel to make it over here. Would you have been happy to have been awarded the, the trophy in that manner? Yes. 
Really? I would have been happy getting an award of the trophy for them not showing up because at the end of the day, they forfeited. Because they still, they, they still, they still could have pulled players. Why couldn't they pull players? You know what? I'll agree with that. My I will thing, agree with this, that. that. That was my issue with the whole thing. Because when we had players, because we did have players in the beginning that were sick, what did we do? We played different players. And yeah. we sat those other players out. How is it my fault or how is it the team's fault? How is it the, te- the Phoenix Rising's fault for taking precaution throughout the... Because after like one or two of the players that are players that got in, like, you know got in, uh, sick and stuff, we didn't have that problem anymore. People were f- feeling fine. We were taking care of stuff, making sure everything we did was, was great. And we were protecting ourselves and everything. What happened? Why didn't they protect themselves? Why didn't they do what they did? We went over to Florida and protected ourselves. We were in Florida staying protected. They're at home. They're going home. Why why is it any different right now? And then they get they get sick and then we pay the price for it. Oh, you know what? Oh, it's international break and blah blah blah. We can't be we can't wait. Well, bitch, I would have waited five fucking weeks for us to get back to play. I waited till I would wait till December to go play. The fuck you talking about that like you couldn't wait that long? Like we're we're on COVID time right now. This is this is the COVID season. Anything's up in the air. Anything is valid right now. Anything is susceptible because of COVID and how COVID fucked everything. So I don't understand why we didn't just play it later, later on in the year. What would it, what would the difference have been? Everybody would have been rested. Everybody would have been. Nobody could have made made an excuse that oh no one's rested, so and so's not ready. Blah blah blah. This and that. Everybody would have had the same amount of time to rest. The COVID players would have came back from COVID. Well, the, well, the problem with with December is that contracts are up in in November. What? So half half of both rosters, like you look at all the players we've already lost. So we're not even in December yet right now. So we would. Both rosters would have been stripped, stripped down. At the All right, end of the, even at, better. At, we would have played with fucking fucked up rosters, <laughs> and then we really see who. Then we really see who 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 really wanted it this year. No goalies, <laughs> no goalies. Six v six, bro. Small court. What's up? Let's just go. No, but like at the end of the day, I get it. I do get it. What you're saying, you know, like you know, because contracts ends. But my problem is, is that. We, we could have found a way to do something about right, it. But at the end of the day, it wasn't even yeah. Tampa's call. It wasn't. It was and, a league's and, fault. And, like, I know you said that we paid the price. To be fair, we both paid the price. Like, both teams ended up paying the price because we didn't we didn't, we didn't, play the game. No. And even though we, we might have gone in with an advantage that they had pulled players, soccer still saw you got to play mm-hmm. it on the field. Exactly. And they could. this could have been a fucking Disney Channel movie story where, like, they scrapped their way through and beat the big, bad Phoenix Rising and, you know. <laughs> First of all, we're not the <laughs> big, bad Phoenix Rising. We're the big, badass Phoenix Rising. Oh, there you, okay. Because we're not. We're, we're <laughs> fucking awesome. First of all, don't ever discredit us. Right, but, and, but the bottom line is that both teams played the price because we didn't play that fun. You know. Th- that's that's just it. I get it, yeah. My big thing we is We were the too, favorites. We were. But you know what always happens to favorites? Favorites always get that fucked up, and then they lose, and yep. I didn't want that. But my thing is, I understand the whole situation. I don't like it. I don't think anybody liked it. I think everybody hated that decision by the league. But it was made, so it's just terrible because you can't really call yourself the champion. Oh, we're Western champions. Yeah, okay. We're two-time Western champions. Two-time Western champions. That's great, but we can't, you know, we, you know what You know what the what RSL can say? They can say they're champions. Can we say we're champions? We can't say we're champions. Yeah. 
We can't brag. We can't sit. We don't have bragging rights. We don't have anything. You know, this season's this. Like, I swear to God, if we go to another fucking final and we lose or we don't fuck, I'm going to fucking lose my shit, dude. I'm going to fucking lose my shit. But that being said, it's soccer. That's yep. how that's how football is. Everybody knows how the world is right now. It's, it's it's so it's just one of my things right now. I'm just frustrated. Obviously, COVID hit hard, and and I didn't go to a lot of the games after we were allowed to come back in. I didn't go to any of the games after we were allowed back in. Yeah, because it's like with limited uh, limited people being allowed and everything. So, but even it, just it, that, it's gonna, it, it's gonna be tough. It was just it was really right now. My biggest issue is that uh, because I, like you said, we were talking about this off air earlier that. I didn't go to a lot of the games, so I kind of feel not excited for the new season. Like, I don't feel like that hype for it. I'm excited for us to play and for the season to start because I love Phoenix Rising. I'm just my, like, you know, my hype that I usually have for when going to the games and being there and doing everything is just not there right now. And it bothers me because I want to be there. I'm just not there. So, so I mean, usually we start preseason around February. You know, March it brings the the start of the new season. We don't know what's gonna happen. The there, Sun Cup and there, everything. There are talks that this may be going all the way back to May to May to start the the uh, USL season. So we don't know what's gonna happen. We just we just hope that it comes back and it comes back in a responsible way because above all it's it is safety first safety for the players safety for the fans we all hated not being in the stands but at the end of the day it was the right call to not have everyone in there you know imagine 8000 people jam packed in the fans like that that would have been that would have been terrible for us i been mean, a terrible look for arizona uh, especially after all these numbers are spiking so hopefully we live in a different different world a yeah. few months from now so there is hope to that and uh, I mean that's pretty much it as far as uh, for what we have for there's Phoenix. There's not Rising. a lot of news right now with the soccer. I mean, there's there's speculation here and there, and there's talks in there, but we don't got a, like exact news right now for things like that. But you know, let's jump in over to the last thing. I guess uh, it's time for football. Football, American football to be exact. Just to let football everybody know. americano. Yeah. So we got a big game. I mean, Cardinals. Oh, it's not. I want to say big. It's big in the sense that because my girlfriend is a Patriot fan. It's big for sticks and it's kicks. It's big we, for we, sticks and kicks. It is civil war with sticks and kicks right here. So my girlfriend's, if you guys don't know, is a die-hard Patriot fan. Loves the Patriots to I no mean, end. we'd be throwing blows right now. She does not... She does not give in, and she pulls she pulls no punches when she talks shit about. Where are we watching the game? Anything. at? you can come to my house. I don't care if we 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 go to. I think there's a there's the the um, native close to my house, the one on Mesa and Brown. Not going out right now. You out of your mind? Yeah. Okay. So we might watch it at the house. To be fair, I don't know what we're doing yet. I don't All know. Right. Well, so. the invitation is there. And we and I got golf. Uh, I've golf. I got boxing. Uh, boxing gloves available. So <laughs> it should be trash, bro. Feel, you know, I, I believe it. I, I, I fully believe it. <laughs> so and then the Card- so the Cardinals are playing the Patriots today. Uh, tomorrow uh, in the morning, it's gonna be one of the big games for uh, for Irene and Danny and Kenny. You know, not for me. I'm gonna be watching my game from my cell phone, trying to just keep up on what's going on. Hopefully, Teddy Bridgewater doesn't play and we get PJ Walker because he did fantastic last week, even though he gave up two 
Interceptions in the end zone. so much shit about him because he was coming for the XFL. No, I, Before the season started. I he was, said he's, uh, we don't know who he is. We don't know what he did in, I, what he yes, did in he, the NFL. Yes, we did in know. The NFL. He was the best quarterback yeah, in the XFL. Yeah, he was the MVP quarterback to the XFL. And, but you said that you got the worst quarterback with Teddy Bridgewater and you have no backup because this guy's nobody. Because that we don't know who said. he is. He, the, the NFL is not, the XFL is not the NFL. You know this. You're the number one person that knows this. It was more exciting to watch. All they needed was steel chairs. So, but my thing is the way PJ Walker played. I'm excited for him, and um, so I want to see kind of what he does again if he plays today, uh, tomorrow. But I'm excited for <laughs> I'm excited for PJ uh, for the the Cardinal um, Patriot game. That one's gonna be a nice one. I mean, the Cardinals definitely need to win this because they are in third place right now. Cardinals need a a huge bounce back game. You know what? You know what sucks about all this, Lucio? Being a Cardinals fan, you know what sucks? You have one of the hardest divisions. Um, No, 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 apart from that, just in the last couple of weeks, we go from two weeks ago pulling off a miracle victory in the last seconds of the game with the Hale Murray <laughs> going to D-Hop, beating the Bills, which is a very, very tough team. We very were talking off team. here that, that it, it was either going to be them or Baltimore take the Steelers' uh, undefeated streak. Mm-hmm. But, like, we, we ended up winning that game on that a fantastic play. And we only got three days to celebrate because we got Thursday night football. And we played probably one of the worst games that we played offensively. That includes even the Miami game, which yeah. we almost won by a field goal. That's like the to, to to lose that game was so hard on that Thursday night because now we only got to celebrate that huge victory for three days, and then we have to wallow in this defeat for ten. We went through like I had to go through That's Thanksgiving true. with this over my head. And then you get well, the good thing is at least you guys have um you had some time. I mean, yeah, to Ky- reevaluate and get back into the Kyler has his time to like you know get well with his shoulder. He he did have a little bit of shoulder problem. I told him to rub some dirt in it. You know, this is football. You Quit can't being be, a bitch. This you can't Arizona. make excuses like I would never be one to make excuses like oh my quarterback's injured. Oh this guy's not feeling well. Oh this guy just got done by his girlfriend. Like no, this this <laughs> like sports are sports and you got to go out and give it your all. If you're on the field, it's because you can play. Right? If you really can't go, then stay on the sideline. That's my thing. Like, if you're on the field, I'm going to expect 100% from you. Mm-hmm. And that's just it. And your 100% at the time might only be your 80%. Like, if you're hurt, whatever. But I expect you to try your hardest and not try to, like, oh, I'm going to protect my little shoulder because I don't. <laughs> You're like this. While watching the game, someone posted on Facebook. I laughed my ass off. It said, uh, Kyler Murray runs like a toddler who just stole some candy. Yeah, and I, dude. And I can't unsee it. That's literally, <laughs> honestly, bro, watching Kyler Murray run, it's like it's like he's falling over one way and then he just like comes back to the other way. Like, and I was like, bro, but no tackle one can, him. But no one can catch him. That's the beauty it's, of He's him. so fast. You know what, though? He's, he's juicy. You know what? Did you see the game? I think it was Buffalo where he couldn't run. They had him locked down on running. Like, he could not do anything. I was surprised that they were actually able to do that because Kyler Murray, so small and elusive... He's he moves very quickly and very he does a lot of hesitations, yeah. which makes it hard to kind of get because he's a good off the bounce kind of guy. 
You so, know, you know what I compare it to is as a goalie, sometimes you do a couple of stutter steps when you're about to face either a penalty shot or a free kick, mm-hmm. and that's just to like keep your feet moving, keep your feet moving, and try to get on the right foot and see if you're going to dive left or right or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what Colin Murray does when he's about to, like, he's running, he's about to face a defender, and he does a little bit of, like, you know, that shake and bake, that kind of, like, which way, which way, which way, Mm -hmm. and then juke left or juke right or whatever. And as a defender, you're going after him. You're probably, what, 240 pounds trying to tackle this kid. Mm -hmm. And you're like, that's a freight train going one way. If he jokes to the other side, you're not catching him. You'll break your own ankles. You know what he reminds me of? The name, at least, or at least the nickname you could, that is, was given to somebody that kind of reminds me of Kyler Murray, La Pulga. Get out. Because he jumps Get around. Get out of my studio. Moves no. around very quickly. You know good and well what you're going, where you're going with that. Get out of my studio. I don't want you here anymore. <laughs> but no, in, in all seriousness, you know, being like the like a flea, like a flea hopper, just like jumping around and... and and not saying that that's that obviously everyone knows if you don't know Messi's they call him the pulga in Spain and in Argentina but um he he does jump around a lot he moves very quickly he's very good at at doing that which has gotten him a lot of you know yards touchdowns um good teams good leading rusher yeah <laughs> most night most so, games so so like i said that's going to be the big game for Arizonans and and uh uh, not so much Patriot fans because I think Patriot fans right now are on that like uh, let's tank this season get a quarterback because obviously I don't think a lot of people are very happy with Cam but if Cam keeps performing there's a potential that he could play well uh, he could get a contract extension but who knows depends how the right. season as is as of right now do you think that Cam has earned I think an extension I think Cam and this is my honest opinion I love Cam. But I th- honestly, I think Cam is going to get picked up by another team. The reason why I say this, because Cam hasn't been hurt all season. He's just been sick with COVID, which is, un- you know, that's acceptable. Can't avoid right that, now yeah. that you can't avoid it. And he's been showing numbers better than he's been showing in the last couple years with Carolina. In the sense of rushing, throwing, you know, things like that. And he has no weapons. So there's going to be teams that have weapons, that have offensive weapons, uh, receivers and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. That could potentially take him. A big one right now, depending on, and not depending, if Dak has to sit out a long period of time, Andy Dalton's not getting the fucking job, though. Fuck Andy Dalton. I mean, they won the last game. Yeah, but he, he was he was a... He, when they got Andy Dalton, I, I thought they picked up a very, very solid backup. He could be yeah. a starter in, in a lot of teams around the league. But what he has showed the last couple of games, like it is his missed opportunity. Like yeah. they gave him everything. Like here you go. We like the the Dallas before Dak went down, they were like running up scores. Like sh- their defense was shit. Yeah, which they is, were losing games. Like, they, they, but they were making. But they were losing off. like forty to forty five. You know, they had those big shootout games or whatever. Dude, you had Dak Prescott and throwing five touchdown passes in a fucking exactly. game. Exactly. Like, so, oof, so the, like, you don't right. fucking do that. It's not easy. You, you all right? So, so pretty much what you're telling, what what I'm what I'm saying right now, I'm sure you agree with me. It's like there's not an excuse that you don't have weapons and you don't have teammates around you that can do it because yeah. obviously we were doing it before. And Dak, he's a great player, but I mean he's not doing it by himself. Yeah. So Andy Dalton had the responsibility to go in, and I just think it's a missed opportunity for him. Yeah. He's definitely the. I, I think Dak's gonna come back though. I see where you were going with it, but, but I think so Dak's going to come back. So that's saying if, if Dak doesn't come back enough and if he wants to take time off, 
to rest a little bit more, or if they, they don't want to pay a salary. Well, obviously. what about New Orleans? No, not New Orleans because they got uh, that Taysen. Taysen Hill, he's not going to be a quarterback. He's not going to be long there term. long term. He's not going to be long term. He's not going to be long term. But trust me, he, Cam Newton will not be accepted well in, in, in New Orleans <laughs> because <laughs> because he played for Carolina. Well, yeah, but I mean, you could still like redeem. He wouldn't be the first. He wouldn't be the first. The per the team I think I have that I feel that could potentially get him, and because of how. The the division he's in, he could potentially go to the football team. Ah, and the reason why is because Ron Rivera, so, oh my Ron Rivera, yeah, yeah, okay. has proven because they're already clinched the playoffs or they're already in favor for the playoffs, right? Yeah, they're in the hunt. They're they're in the hunt. Oh, I think because they're in first in their division. The Washington, it's, it's the Washington, the Eagles. The well, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. They're in the hump because the whole the whole division so is what, like it's, it's a huge dumpster fire. And you know, shout out to Jeremy. I know you're you fucking <laughs> love the Eagles, bro. But we've talked about this a lot. So I mean, this. Uh, but being that being said, if Washington does go to the playoffs, Ron Rivera has shown that he's a winning co- a winning coach that he can make teams win because he made Carolina win for ten years before you know this all started happening. And he got fired because our uh, our owner wanted new players. But he's he's a good coach, and showing that he might be able to get some pull. And he already knows Cam. And the relationship is there, and he has Kyle Allen, which Kyle Allen is a great backup quarterback. He wasn't a bad backup quarterback, but he's just not a starting one. <laughs> Bro, I just I left Carolina to not be behind you anymore. <laughs> well, you, you never know. He might he might be okay, comfortable with that. You're still getting paid. I mean, whatever. I mean. Yeah, there are career backups. Yeah, there are career backups that uh, are okay. I remember here in Arizona, uh, Drew Stanton, yeah. long-time career backup. And, you know, Drake gave us that great dance on the sideline <laughs> that one game. So it, it, there's there's potential. I think Cam, because of what he's shown, what he can do, he might not stay with New England, which is fine. I always thought it was a one-year thing. It might just be a one-year thing. The problem is that. If it's not a one-year thing, and if he does stay, then you're going to see another Patriots team that's going to start rising up again. Well, I mean, Patriots, the way they're going, imagine they get another quarterback in this draft. Yeah, but you still have to oh. redo everything. It, it depends on how high that's you are That's true. Because Kyler Murray right away made an impact I mean, in this like, team. Like, let's say like this, this is a stretch, but let's say they get number one. Mm-hmm. They get Trevor Lawrence. Is Cam a long-term thing? Is is Cam even the starter if Trevor Lawrence is on the team? No. So so I mean that, that's I what love I'm Cam, but Cam is a starter, a starting quarterback. He would start the season, but as the season progressed, depending on how Cam did, if he didn't perform the way the Patriots want him to perform, he can get pulled out. The thing is, he's not doing bad with the Patriots. He's throwing. He's putting up numbers. He's putting. It's it's the fact that there's not other people making big efforts. He's doing everything right. He has yeah. his best. He's having his best season with the uh, uh, player passing rating. He's he's hasn't thrown a lot of picks this year. So that you know that's a good thing. He's only lost technically. He's only lost like two games because he was out for COVID for like three weeks. Yeah. So he only technically lost like two three games, but he's won the majority of the games he's played. Did he win him by scratch, like clawing and scratching? Absolutely, but he won him. So, like, there's debates on all sides with Cam right now. We'll see what happens. Yeah, me personally, like, as not a Cam Newton fan, just like as a fan of football and watching him play, mm-hmm. I think he would be best to go to another team. 
Yeah. And mostly because um, he proved himself this year. Yeah. And if he keeps going that, he's going to get hurt. If he keeps going the way he's doing. Because he's he, carrying the whole team and he's making rushes that he probably shouldn't be making. He, I know it's Cam Newton. I know he's always been a great rusher. He's had, he's had that big body who can mm-hmm. take a lot of hits. But he's not... 20 years he's, old yeah, anymore. Yeah, he's getting older. So he's in his late, mid-30s. He's at, like, the end of his peak prime. Like, he's still good. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't play, if he doesn't get on a team where he's uh, he's passing the ball more. Exactly. He, need, he needs a Brady team. He needs a team where he can, like, be and safe. And that's what I'm saying. If he does end up being with, with, if he does end up staying, he could potentially, they could potentially grow. If they don't take, like, a quarterback, they can potentially grow with him because I think there was a lot of fucked up shit that happened with New England. There was a lot of people that sat out, that opted out. There was injuries and things like that. So this all depending on what's going to happen. We don't know. But at the end of the day, we'll see what happens with Cam. But for that, I mean, we still got other games that are good games going on. I mean, you got... um, you got the Ravens game that's coming out on Tuesday. See how that goes with the Steelers. No one wants the Steelers to win, and no one wants the Steelers to go undefeated because everybody, that's everybody, hates the Steelers. Fuck the like Steelers. Like, they hate the Cowboys. And and we, you and I were talking about this uh, before we went on the air. Like, Steelers, yeah, they're undefeated, but who have they beat? Yeah, they, 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 they've, they've had, had a, a pretty very, simple very season. Just, they, I mean, a couple of teams here and there that have decent schedules, but really, this whole, it's like a... I don't even know what to call it. Like a smoke screen that you're seeing. Let me pull up their freaking. Uh, I'll pull well, yeah, up their they schedule. didn't have very very tough opponents this this season. They beat the Giants. Wow. Broncos. None. Texans. All right. Decent. <laughs> Eagles in a barn burner right there. Browns again. Huge like blowout that that game. Was uh to week six thirty eight to seven huge blowout right there. Yeah, they did beat the Titans. Now the Titans were were going strong. You know Derrick Henry, one of the best running backs in all football. I personally have him on my fantasy team. He has not been doing shit for me lately. <laughs> one of the best fucking sucks at fantasy though. <laughs> no, for for the first few weeks he was dominating. I don't know what's been going on. I, like, uh, well, the Texans dude, have been trash the last couple got of weeks. To, uh, Titans. Titans. We got to uh, got to get a letter out there to him. But other than that, the Bengals, nobody. The Jags, nobody. Then you get to the Ravens game. I was 100% confident that they were going to lose that game on Thanksgiving. Now we got to wait for Tuesday. And you know what? It's just not as good watching the Steelers lose if I don't have a what? turkey leg in my hand. You know what? I'm going to tell you this much. If they play on Tuesday and they win, they're probably going to lose on Sunday. The reason why? Because of the same reason... That you guys had the Cardinals playing the Seahawks. They only have three days, three and a half days to four days, maybe, to rest and and do stuff, and then they have to play on Sunday. That's the only reason why I say they will lose to the next opponent, which I think is the was the Browns. No, no, no. Before they faced it was the Bills, but before they faced that, they faced Washington. No, oh, then on Washington. Sunday. Yeah, they can. So. They can. That's, that's what I mean. Like whoever they play after. The Ravens, if they end up beating the Ravens, they only have a few days to rest, and then they have to go straight into another game, which it's always sucks. Like having the having that fucking Sunday game and then playing Thursday, it's always it fucking sucks. 
having that Monday game playing Sunday is it sucks, you know, or playing having that Monday. I don't have think that, it's I don't it was think the it was, short rest. It's, it's always the short rest. I don't think it's ever happened, but I don't think someone's had a Monday game and then the next game is a Thursday game. I don't think they'd ever fuck no, someone no, over no. that much. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was like, wait, you guys, wait, you guys. Uh, fucking Arizona has no, a Monday he, Thursday game. Like uh, we got to switch that up real quick, you know. <laughs> they're they're playing two tough teams. We uh, you know their division games. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta <laughs> turn this around. It's like they're playing the fucking Seahawks one game. You got yeah, the Rams, the fucking Forty Niners, or the Rams the next game. And it's like they, they ain't got time. We we gotta we gotta go. And it's away games on both of them. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I feel like uh, the Steelers are gonna lose soon. They don't have a sh- super strong team. I think they've been beating um, teams that are not super strong, and the teams that have been a little strong. Or that could push them just kind of, they barely scratched through. They didn't play super well, if I remember correctly. I, or if anything, I hope they go undefeated and lose in the first round. Because fuck the Steelers. Knowing them, they, they knowing the Steelers, the problem with the Steelers is that they have it in their mind. If they go, they're looking for seven, which will be the top franchise at this point. And that's that's what's that is right now where nah. where Steeler fans are at. Nah. Steeler fans right now are on that mentality that if they keep playing and keep going, they're gonna get seven and they're gonna outtake the Patriots. Because who doesn't want to take out the Patriots right now? No. They're six and six with the Patriots, but six and they they can't claim the same dynasty that the Patriots have with six in twenty in twenty years. I mean that's all that's all fine and well. But or nine there's, Super Bowls, there's several other teams with that same mindset that they're going that they're Ooh. going in. That they're for, name for two. winning. Well, first of all, the Cardinals. No, fuck that. You can't name the Cardinals there. Cardinals that, are going to the Super Bowl. Invalid. Cardinals are going all the way. Okay. Sure. Pretty much the whole NFC West is is in that so mindset. I also you, got the, you got the Rams thinking <laughs> that way, you got the Seahawks thinking that way, 49ers, let's not get into that. <laughs> so you also uh, I don't know. We'll see. All right. What else we got to talk about? I mean, that's pretty much it. That, that's that is. Uh, I'm I'm very looking forward to that game tomorrow morning. It's uh, actually in a few hours now. Uh, good eleven o'clock game. We'll find out where we can watch that. And uh, Irene, you know what? The challenge is still there. We're gonna put it on sticks and kicks on. Uh, follow us on social media. We'll we'll, try, yeah. we'll put in the uh, the bet right there. Oh, just for you guys to. know. I'm gonna say. You know what? Hair versus hair. Just for you guys to know. I didn't say who I was playing. We're playing the Vikings. So there's a good chance we could win. So you know, and by we, I mean the Carolina you, Panthers. You are, so. you are playing against the best running back in the game right now, Ooh. Alvin Cook. Okay, Just lighting up fucking teams. That's cool. How's your running defense? Good. Honestly, who runs I don't against know. Us? I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't know. I don't follow Carolina. So. <laughs> I don't know how your running defense is. That's why I really <laughs> wanted to know. In fact, I, I, if, if you could tell me honestly, that would be great because I definitely need to pick up a new defense. So our running defense is pretty good. I think what we've struggled a lot is on our passing defense. On our, you know, but it just depends on how they how they they get us because we have been caught a couple times with our run defense, um, but not very often. We're we're pretty strong there on rushing. Russian defense, but our past defense is kind of uh, we have some some issues sometimes. So I wouldn't bet on the Carolina Panthers right now. I don't think. And like I said from day one when we talked about this months ago, I said four and twelve. We're at four. 
Holy shit, you did say four and twelve. So I'm just <laughs> letting you know right now. Lose out. We're at four. Tank for Trevor. No, I'm <laughs> I don't even want a quarterback, honestly. I, I just want some offensive lineman at this point, bro. Like fucking get fucking get Kike in here. <laughs> How's he do? Did you did you see he was featured on Sports Center? Did you see that he also transitioned from guard to center? Center, yeah. But did, but you saw that thing with the with the flop? Like check it out on on, on okay. uh, look, look, Sports Center on uh, just for on you guys. Media. If you guys don't know, Daniel's blood cousin Manuel Orona Lopez plays for the Memphis Tigers in college, and we've been keeping up with his career obviously since he started three years ago with them. And uh, he's transitioned from a guard and went into a he, center he, position. He played tackle for a little bit, then guard, and then, and then no, no, no. After, after oh, guard. tackle and then guard, and then center, and then center. Um, but it's hilarious. Like you, you see this clip. Like he's like talking to like someone on the sideline, and this other dude gets in his face and kind of like bumps off and like just falls to the floor. And he's like with his hands up, and it was caught as the like the biggest flop of the of, of the week <laughs> for that week. And you just see him right there with his hands up. Uh, so number sixty-seven right there, Memphis. Sixty-seven, Memphis. If you guys check it out, they're winning right now against Navy. Hopefully, they stay up there. All right, you guys. I think that's pretty much it for today, uh, or tonight, I guess I should say. Um, just make sure you follow us on social media, Sticks and Kicks uh, on Facebook. Uh, I don't know all our links. for uh, it's, it's Sticks and Kicks 1 on Twitter, and... Sticks.kicks on Sticks.kicks on Instagram On Instagram Or vice versa So whatever you guys Looking Which, at just <laughs> You know what It's one of those two One of them sticks kicks one One of them sticks dot kicks And we were late to the game There right. were a lot of people Already Taking there us, yeah. You so, know what If you're if you're out there With sticks and kicks And you don't have a Badass podcast like this Fuck you And give us your fucking name You fucking assholes You guys are taking away and All of our And if you're stuff. sticks and kicks And you're fucking shooting Fuck you <laughs> That too But secondly The last thing is I gotta say too is that uh, um, for months now we've been talking. So when we talk on the podcast, we always tell people to stay safe. Um, and still to this day, be safe. Just make sure you stay protected. I know we just had Thanksgiving. I know a lot of people didn't want to follow the ordinance, and it's fine, I guess, in the sense that you know you want to be with your family, and I get it. It's everyone's tired of being in this. Uh, just stay protected. Still, if you do feel any symptoms, go get tested, go get checked. Make sure that you're uh, you're doing everything you can to make sure you don't get your neighbor sick. Everyone hates it. I know I hate it. I don't particularly like it too much, but I do it anyways. We get tested every day, every week at work. Make sure that we're okay. Um, so just do your part, and everything will move a lot smoother. Everything get done a lot faster. Um, so, like I said, from a person coming from a person that doesn't like this whole mask wearing thing and doesn't really like this whole fucking shit. You know, the easiest thing to do is just do it it's because do at it, the yeah. end of the day, what are you really losing by doing something? Like they like the like like they say, if the mask work, we'll be fine. If the mask didn't work, we're not really losing much. Yeah, we're not we're not asking you to do too much. Yeah. So very well said, Lucio, and especially right now. With with uh, we ju- we just had Thanksgiving, Christmas is coming up, guys. Just and the it, shopping and uh, everything. It it is so hard to say to just you know skip it for one year. I know it's a very 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 big ask for anybody, but believe me, it'll be better off seeing them in a few months than finding out a couple weeks later that they're in the hospital. And there and we don't say that to scare anybody, but we just know that there's so many stories out there. And I know personally of at least five different stories 
of people like finding out that their relatives, their loved ones are in the hospital right now. And uh, in Arizona, you don't need any more proof than this. In Arizona, there's no more ICU beds. So just like Lucio said, just do your part. Stay as safe as you can. Wear a mask. Drink beer. Beer will kill the virus. <laughs> Don't quote me on that. You know, I'm not about to get sued by the CDC. <laughs> but yeah, you guys, thank you for joining us again, and thank you for welcoming the, or thank you for having us back again. Uh, we'll be back again uh, next week. We'll be doing this again, and uh, we'll be pushing through and getting stuff done. And yes, when we're here in the office, we are definitely wearing masks that have holes so we can drink our beers through, <laughs> so they're right, ineffective. Thank, thank you guys so much. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. This has been Danny Orona. And, and Lucio. <laughs> <laughs>